0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Welcome to the Carrie Edelman Radio Show. The song you just heard is my song Echo off of my debut album, Leave It All Behind, which you can find on iTunes by searching Carrie Edelman. So I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight as we have the awesome alternative metal band coming on shortly named Voodoo Terror Tribe. And uh, Gil this evening, who is the lead singer for the band, will be coming on for the interview, and maybe we'll be lucky enough to get another one of the band members to call in, but I know they're very busy, and so we will hopefully see if they can make it, and if they can't, they can check out the podcast later on. So I'm so excited to have these guys on. These guys are awesome. I'll tell you a little bit about them in a moment. Uh, Before I bring them on, I just want to tell everyone about the concept of my show. If you are tuning in for the first time, for the regular listeners, I apologize, and I'll try to keep this as brief as possible. The concept of the show was that I really wanted to start a radio show where I could support people in various forms of the entertainment industry, whether it's comedians, musicians, filmmakers. Um, I personally know as being a singer-songwriter, as well as someone who's involved in other aspects of entertainment, how difficult this industry can be and how challenging it can be. So I really wanted to create a show to support people and help them get their names out there to the masses, and the show's been doing really well, we're up to almost 2,700 listens, the show's Shortly launched about a little over three months ago, and it's I really appreciate everyone's support because people have really been making it what it is, um, especially my guests and all the fans that have been tuning in. Also, I'm a clinical psychologist, so I've always enjoyed interviewing people. That's one of the main things that I do with my career right now as I work as a clinical and a forensic psychologist on the outside, So my audience is going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in their profession, and learn about them tonight. A few concepts to keep in mind is that although I'm a clinical psychologist, and we might here and there speak about psychological terms, because we know in the entertainment industry uh, things can get pretty crazy at times, uh, my show is not meant to provide any type of formal treatment or therapy. And if we do talk about um, psychologically related terms, we will talk about them in a very short General and broad framework. Also, I do want my guests to feel comfortable to talk about whatever they'd like, whether it's a humiliating story or a controversial story, but I do um, request that we keep any specific persons and organizations with regards to names um, anonymous, as the show is not meant to embarrass or humiliate these uh, people or organizations that we might discuss. So, if you are tuning in right now, please create a Blog Talk Radio account and join us in the chat room. I will do my best to be going back and forth uh, in the chat room, as I know people often ask questions in there, but since I'm kind of a a one-person show here, I do have to dedicate my time uh, primarily to the interview. So if you want to call in and ask questions tonight, you can dial 805-243-1320. So let me tell you guys a little bit about Blue Terror Tribe, and then we are going to bring Gil on the air. So we will learn about them tonight. I'll give you some brief information about this band. They formed in two thousand and five and we'll talk about the various members that are involved in the band. They currently have their EP out called Symptoms of Sin, which was um produced by Billy and oh I, I apologize sincerely so if I mispronounce the last name. Uh Razi Razi D. I can't pronounce him, I apologize. He is the producer for Biohazard, he's done Suicide City, he's done some amazing stuff, and their album sounds awesome. So you're really going to get a good flavor of their music tonight. We're going to play several songs of their album, including their song, The Victim, which is currently one of their singles that they have out, which is rotating to a lot of radio stations. Um, And they also have a show coming up this weekend, you guys got to check it out. It is at Dingbats in Clifton, New Jersey, and they are going to be playing with the uh, female heavy metal band Kitty. So we'll talk a lot about that tonight. And finally, before I bring Gil on, I also just want to give a plug to Kenny Colgate from Fallout Entertainment Group, who has been a guest on the show. And he's also a huge supporter right now of v- Voodoo Terror Tribe. Um, check out FalloutEntertainmentGroup.com. They offer a variety of services, including recording services and various types of. Um, services with management, et cetera. Also, I want to just plug David Incognito from the band In Disguise. Check them out at ReverbNation.com forward slash In Disguise Music. Again, another supporter of the band of tribe, and he's also been a huge supporter of this show, so I want to thank him for um, his support and assistance. So now let's bring Gil on the air. How hey, are how you, Gil? Here. Good, very how good,
2: are you? Very good, very good. You want to give me about five seconds to apologize profusely ahead of time. I am in okay. the lobby of a theater in Times Square. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Um, I'm very, I'm very sorry for any background noise. It's a little bit unavoidable. Unavoid- uh, my wife and I got That's the chance okay. to. uh I'm sorry. No, my wife okay. got the chance to co-host a radio show this Friday, and so we were invited to a show at BB King's.
1: Uh, oh, awesome!
2: Cake, so. So, uh, Very cool. Let's let, let say again. <laughs> I, I apologize for any background noise, but uh, I'll do my best. <laughs>
1: okay, that sounds good. Don't worry. I've had uh, I had comedians driving through the Lincoln Tunnel on the way to shows. on <laughs> you know doing the interview on the phone, so we will we'll work with you. So don't worry about that.
2: Well, okay. it, so it, how it, are you it, doing tonight? A you know, boost my ego to say you know, live from Times Square. But, you know, <laughs> anyway,
1: there you go. Very cool. So how are you doing?
2: Uh, good. I'm uh, busy. Probably not as busy as you, but, um... Yes, you yeah, are. Just, sure uh, you are. <laughs> yeah,
1: anxious, okay.
2: anxious to get the new material out, that's for sure. And
1: yeah, well, we're definitely going to talk about that tonight. Definitely. We'll definitely talk about that. So why don't we start out with the interview, just telling us, um... I know the band formed in 2005. Give us some background and some historical information on the band, how you guys came together. I know, for example, you were originally from Texas, and, and Gil was from uh, Turkey, right? I mean, not Gil, sorry. Yeah, Amir, I'm, Amir, I'm using it Amir. already. Amir, Amir, the guitarist, is from Turkey. So tell us a little bit about uh, how you guys came together and some of your background information.
2: Well, um, first of all, I'm I, I, in Texas. But I was definitely not from there. <laughs> I moved, <laughs> I moved from Texas to uh, to New Jersey in 2008. Um, I'd been in band for a number of years. Um, I put in a classified ad as soon as I got to Jersey, just saying I was a singer looking for a band. And coincidentally, okay. uh, T Bone, our drummer, that uh he had been scouring the net for a uh, replacement singer. I guess their their uh, their singer had just recently left. So um, that was uh, November 2008. Hey there. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I just we've been uh, we've been gigging the Jersey uh the Jersey area uh, up and down the East Coast. We we went on tour for a while, um for about 2 weeks went down in, all the way to New Orleans and came back up. It was an adventure. Oh, cool. Um working with Billy Grazietti. Yes, the name can take some practice.
0: <laughs> <Billy's> <laughs> thank most awesome, you. I apologize.
2: No, no, I, no, I've, I've mispronounced his name a number of times, including on stage while he was there. Okay. Um, <laughs> <that was embarrassing.
0: laughs> okay.
2: But he, he was a huge influence on us, uh, m- more as a friend than anything else. He's one of the greatest guys in this few high-speed business persons that my career. But awesome. But yeah, we have a. He, he's, a, he's since moved back to the uh, west coast. He's got a studio in L.A. So. We've not had a lot of contact with him since then, so we've been getting a recording on our own, anxious to put out some new material, and the Symptoms of Sin is almost two years old now, so time for new stuff.
1: <laughs> cool. Very cool. Well, yeah, tell us about, let's let's talk about that CD a little bit. Um, and again, we can kind of digress and go all over the place, so if we miss stuff in the beginning, you know, feel free to bring it up later on. Yeah, tell us about Symptoms of Sin and... Meaning behind it um I, I like the title of it it I me, mean, it has a psychological connotation to it, so yeah, tell us a little bit about it
2: yeah well, actually it was uh I think at the time we recorded that, I'd only been in the band six months um we were very anxious to get material of any kind out, um just you know to we we sounded very different, very new as any band would with any singer so mm-hmm.
0: um it, it,
2: it, we were a little rushed about it. Um, we, we did take uh, some songs, uh, rewrote lyrics uh, over previously recorded and previously completed songs. And then uh, half of the songs were actually uh, re-recordings of earlier work we had already had, already had in their repertoire. We already had the band's studio work was done. So just for the sake of time, I went and laid vocals over the uh, tracks that were cool. already done. Okay. So, you know, I... It, it, I think I think the product was good. Billy helped us a lot with um, getting a consistent consistent sound, but I I was unhappy with it, and the guys hate it when I keep bringing this up. But it was just that it was <laughs> well, so no, it was so early in,
1: Tell us, tell us a little bit about it, it, that. It,
2: it, it was just that it was it was so early in the in in my time in the band, and we were in such a hurry to get it done. I I, I think we could have done a better job, but the, uh, were, I
1: don't
2: know a lot of the lyrics, a lot of the arrangements. I'm really proud of so.
1: Cool, cool. When you say, like, you weren't as necessarily – was it the material that you just wanted to do something different because that had been previous material from, you know, the former singer? Or was it – what was – I guess what was it that was not, like, sitting right with you?
2: All of the above. All of the
1: above, okay. <laughs> <It> was, yeah, <laughs> I had a yeah, it feeling, was, it, like it, but like
2: I didn't I said, want was, to... we, 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 we took a, a lot of t- – some of the material that had already been on previous – recordings that they've done. Well, I mean, there's nothing right. wrong with that. It's just I wanted yeah. a fresh new thing, but they would have added it six months or more to a first release. Right. It, it was,
1: it was right.
2: the right thing to do. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I it, think
1: this stuff sounds great, but I can understand you're coming in as a new member, and it's kind of, you know, it's like you're joining this new family, and it kind of still has some old history kind of lingering, and I, I know what you're yeah. saying. I, I can relate to yeah. that. Um but, yeah, I think it sounds great, and we're going gonna—we're definitely going to shortly check out uh, one of those songs tonight. I'm going to play, like, three of them tonight, so we got some good stuff coming up. Um, so tell us a little bit about where you guys are at now. Um, and I'm sorry, we didn't get to the um, – I'm moving forward too quickly. So what was the meaning behind the title for the album or the EP? The
2: meaning of the title. Believe
1: it or not, I yeah. don't
2: think I've been asked this one.
1: Um, oh, okay. It was actually it's well, a, it's a line from you one know, of the can, songs.
2: No, no, okay. believe me, I have, an, I have an excellent answer for you. No, <laughs> <Okay.
0: laughs>
2: uh, so it's it's a, it's a line from one of the songs, if I can remember correctly. Um, which I get a, I get these two songs mixed up; they're so similar in my head. Um, You're my punishment, or light divided. One of them, I say the line. Um, Symptom of our sins. It, it, it's a, it's a reference to uh, uh, how should I put it? Like a uh, Breaking up with someone over bad mm-hmm. terms, um, guilt, was, guilt was just a symptom of our sin, I think is the line I took that from on I just added a plural form, but something of that nature. <laughs>
1: okay, okay, cool, very cool. And I know, you know, maybe you could talk a little bit that, about this too, which I think is really interesting, and I'm a very visual person. I know you have a lot of like symbolism. Um, you know, on a lot of your websites related to your music and stuff. Do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, the the voodoo doll and the there's you know symbolism of goats sometimes and educate maybe the audience sure. about what that um, what that encompasses and what that means to you guys?
2: Yeah, well, uh, the the name itself, Voodoo Terror Tribe, um, we've debated. Whether or not maybe we should change it, it is a carryover from the previous line lineups that the band has had. Okay. Um, of course, you know, with with the band having an established following, we've been we've been reluctant to to change the name and start over from scratch. And you know, we, we've right. t- taken the the voodoo motif and kind of gone forward with it. I know uh, New Orleans was particularly uh, significant for us. <laughs> Okay. But um, I know like uh like Emir's Emir's mom in uh, in Turkey actually makes those those voodoo dolls for us. So we uh used to sell them at the shows but as you can imagine they're kind of hard to keep up with the demands when they're handmade wow. in eastern Europe. So <laughs> but yeah, um I in all honesty there's not really much deeper meaning to it than that. We we don't practice voodoo, we're we're not terrorists and Arguably. (laughs) might We might be a tribe. I'm not sure. It's, eh, pissy on that one. bands in their own way.
1: Yeah, Yeah, but right, but bands in their own way have to have that kind of, I don't want to say tribe or familial type of quality, but you do it to survive and to thrive in the sense of an industry. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right, cool. so why don't we let's go into checking out one of your songs and uh, tell us about? I love, as you know, I love the song "The Victim." Uh, that song is just—it's awesome. Every time I listen to it, I can't get sick of it, and I listen to it more than you imagine. So tell us about <laughs> that song, the concept of it, the title of it, and then we're gonna check it out.
2: Well, um, actually, this no, this is a this, this is a tough one because it's not my song. Um, okay. It's very awesome. It's very awesome having a drummer in the band who uh writes music and lyrics. And this one belongs to him. It's
0: Interesting.
2: uh you know I, I I'm not sure if it's a true story, hopefully it's not, but uh <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um
2: The lyrics it's it's not hard to sing them from the heart. It's a, it's uh an emotional song. But uh
1: Yeah, no, it
2: definitely yeah, that, is. One belongs to yeah. that one belongs to T Bone.
1: Okay. And let's uh introduce the members of the band real quick and then I'll and then I'll play the song just so everyone knows who the band consists of.
2: Well we're we are four piece. Um myself notwithstanding, we've got a primer on bass who is our resident mechanic and high speed uh <laughs> high speed uh, manufacturer of excellent stage lights. Um awesome. Emir Emir Call is our uh, guitar player who who hails from Constantinople? I, I I always defer back to the Christian title for the uh, for that okay. city. Um, and T Bone, <laughs> we have, we had you know I have a friendly a friendly religious th- debate going on on a frequent basis, and I always tell telling that Constantine was one of one of my heroes, and in, in my heart,
0: Constantine will always
2: belong to the first Christian emperor of Rome. I'm sorry, the Ottomans hooray right to them, but we were first anyway.
0: Right. <laughs> who is uh, who's the
2: who's the local guy? Uh, he he's the one that doesn't have to drive very far to practice. He's from Rockaway, New Jersey, or a
1: nice.
2: rock in the band, or or bedrock, or uh, foundation.
1: <laughs> awesome, cool. All right. Well, with that being said, I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to introduce the song, and then I'll bring you back on when it's over. Okay?
2: Perfect. I'll be here.
1: All right. Sounds good. All right. All right, everyone. Again, if you're tuning in right now, you're listening to Gil from Voodoo Terror Tribe. He's the lead singer of the band, and we are going to check out now their hit single, The Victim, which is currently off of their album, Symptoms of Sin. And stay tuned because we're going to talk about their upcoming album that they're working on right now, as well as play some more music later in the show. So let's check out The Victim. We're back on the Carrie Edelman Show. This song you just heard again is The Victim off of Voodoo Terror Tribe's EP Symptoms of Sin. We're going to bring Gil back on in a moment. You guys definitely have to check out their music. Go to vttrocks.com. That's their website, and you can see upcoming events and purchase a copy of their album. Also, I want to quickly do some plugs real quick. Uh, We have uh, Mark Mercer in the chat room right now. He's from Mark's Friggin. So for all of you Howard Stern fans out there, be sure to check out his site at Marksfriggin.com. I know that we have a lot of uh, Stern fans who are very into metal bands, so and I know we have some tuning in tonight to listen to the show too. So Mark's site will give you a rundown detail by detail of everything that happens on the Howard Stern Show. So in the event that you miss something, check it out at marksfriggin.com. And also I want to let everyone know that uh, Joseph Moosky is definitely in my thoughts. He is the person who runs sternsuperfans.com. It is a huge website. It has tens of thousands of members, and he right now is getting some surgery done today, so we want to wish him well, and I'm sure he's going to do great. Everyone check out sternsuperfans.com, and again, that is run by Joseph Muski. So let's bring Gil back on the air now to continue with the interview. All right, Gil, you're back on. You there? Oh uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, <here. laughs> I'm like you there?
2: <laughs> sorry so, about that.
1: No, no. So it's awesome song place. again. I uh, plugs again for everyone. So sounded awesome.
2: Thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Good thing
2: I remember the song very well because it was a little hard to hear. But hey.
1: Yeah, you know what? It's weird. It does that sometimes. But when you listen to the podcast, it's totally fine. The audio is yeah. is perfect. No, I know. So yeah, I know. I, know. I hate but hearing my, that to I my it like
2: it's sounded like like ten kilobytes a second.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, so tell us so a cool. little bit about your experiences in the music industry. Um, I'm always interested in hearing different bands, you know, challenges, some of the roadblocks that you guys have encountered along the way, and different you know ways that you've taken to kind of you know dodge them and get around them because you guys are doing very well. Um, you, you know, you're definitely more than your average amateur band. So tell us about some of these things that you might have encountered along the way and give us some enlightenment to how you were able to, uh, like I said, deal with them.
2: Well, um, I first, first started working as a, at least as a paid musician, for lack of a better term. I was, I was actually in the army in Texas. Um, and all, all five, all five of us, uh, were active duty all but one. Oh, wow. And, uh, that made it pretty difficult for us to keep things together, you know. One guy would get orders for Korea or something. This is before September 11th, so I mean, there's not much going on in the Middle East. But okay. um, a- after the army, I got out and I worked as a civilian for the army, and I was still uh, still hell bent to to be a working musician.
1: Interesting. Okay.
2: And uh, sorry, I just <laughs> had a buddy from Never Even just walked in, and we're trading we're trading CDs in the middle of Times Square. That's another hey, Wait, guy's who, out there checking who just in? every bit. Gary Gary Picard from from the band Never Even from New York City, very close friends of ours. Um, we're oh, awesome!
1: Texting each other back and forth
2: while I'm trying to do an <laughs> interview. I'm sorry, this is very unprofessional, me. I know.
0: But, uh, <laughs> okay. Don't worry. We want to have fun. That's them, the
2: whole point. Could not. I could not recommend them more highly. Check out Never Even from New York City, a progressive hard rock, very very classy band. Um, but anyway, I was talking about uh, my experience in the music industry or lack thereof.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, after after I, uh, I still got the same day job now. I'm a, I'm a civilian contractor, sort of halfway in the army still. Although I don't have to go to the Middle East anymore. Um, okay. Well, I do the day job thing. I still try to keep bands together. Um, I had a band in Texas uh, called Sonetica. We wrote and recorded a lot on our own, but didn't didn't accomplish much. I mean it, it's an extraordinarily tough business. Um uh-huh. my dad my dad was a working musician his whole life. I was, uh country western and he was helping oh, wow. me not to be he did not want me to be a musician. He said it's a heartbreaking, backbreaking <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: business it's you know, it's it's you it's it's hard to get a good grasp of an honest opinion of your own art. I mean to know whether or not you have something that's marketable and that will really get right. real attention from people, you might think you have a masterpiece. And on numerous occasions, I was sure I had a masterpiece. Right. <laughs> but I was the only one who thought so. <laughs> um, so when I moved to New Jersey and I hooked up with the Uter Tribe, it's it's been a very professional band. We've got so much material. I'm dying to get out there that just really... It, 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 the the, the newest stuff, does us justice now, and I'm dying to get it in the hands of of those mysterious, nebulous, legendary figures we call managers and booking agents. And right? <laughs> that that they even exist nowadays. I think they I think they died out in the early 90s. I'm not sure. But, well, uh, I mean,
1: you guys I don't know. you guys do a lot on your own right now too. I mean, and, and that's something I want to definitely you know, give you guys props and kudos for, and I really respect that about you guys, is that, you know, you all have your day jobs, you, you work your butts off, and, you know, you're really... Sorry, hold on, someone was calling me now. Um, but you guys, you know, you're, you're go-getters, you're proactive, and I love that in bands. And I see a lot of bands that just kind of sit back and they're hoping, like, you know, something's just going to fall out of the sky and they're going to go on tour and become millionaires, and it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. I really see you guys kind of, you know, doing that grunt work, and that's what I, and you know, that's another reason—not just because your music's amazing—that that I just really respect you guys and just, you know, value what you guys do.
2: Well, it's it's definitely different for everyone. I mean, if sure if you've got the if you've got the visage of Christina Aguilera or Lady Gaga, then maybe it does happen like it did in the old days, where you just get right. money for down from the sky. Mm-hmm. But for a bunch of working class guys from New Jersey and everything, I mean, uh, it's another point that the guys are tired of me pounding on them, but it's just, it comes down to the songs. I mean, yes, the way you look on stage is important, or the uh, your contacts you have or who you shake hands with, but in the end, the, what, what makes people come to your shows and come back to your shows and spend money on your merchandise is mm-hmm. whether or not your songs are any good. <laughs> And that's the hardest right. thing to judge cause like, you know, sometimes you, you're sure you got it. You're sure that's great. You know, you love listening. You know,
1: you finally come up with a
2: recording of your own that you'll listen into in your own car. But finding that that piece of art that everyone else will latch on to, man, that's a lifelong pursuit. I know. I
1: know what you mean. <laughs> no, I know. I know what you mean. But, I mean, you guys do have something special. I really think you do. And that's something, you know, I just, I don't know what it is about myself, but I just, when I can see, I can sometimes just, people I meet, you know, along the way, and it's rare occasions here and there, but there's just certain people, I'm like, you know, they got something, they definitely have something, and it's just a matter of time, and they got to keep working hard, and so, you know, keep doing but what you guys I know are
2: doing. I'm, I know I'm speaking for the rest of the guys. We we couldn't thank you more. I mean, we, that that type of appreciation is what fuels us masochistic fools that just do this for <laughs> us. I year. know. <laughs> I'll believe it. It, it yeah, they're kind of like Right, yeah. I mean it's every once in a while you get that you get that spark of like, hey, people like this, so we go another year <laughs>
1: Right. No, I know what you mean. And and similar again, and I wanna thank just my audience and everyone who's been supportive in the variety of things that I do. It's it's, for me, it's not the money right now. It's not whether I make a penny on iTunes. It's more of the little girl, for example, from California or, um, sorry, she was actually from Florida, who started, a, you know, the Carrie Edelman fan page is, you know, on MySpace and Twitter, and she sent me bracelets with my name on I mean, that's what it is for me. I mean, that's the stuff that just comes on my face and says, okay, this is cool, you, know, you, know, you know, I have. All of, the, all of I'm sorry, I didn't mean
2: interrupt you, but I, I was agreeing with you that all the great, the great artists, in history, you know, that went their whole lives being ridiculed and and, and beaten down—the Van Goghs and the, those guys that saw saw no return on their art and did it almost with compulsory madness. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, right. You know, to take your art and just and and let it almost kill you—that you have to get it out, or you'll just go mad, and you get nothing back. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, some of us just have to express it or we go insane and then it right. costs <laughs> arm and leg. But maybe we'll get Definitely. something back, right?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it, it takes a while. It does. And, I mean, I've, I've worked really hard over the years, and I'm just finally here and there just, you know, feeling like I'm chipping away and starting to see returns with whether it's the radio show or I'm writing for some magazines yeah. now. And it's, but it's taken a long time. But now I can say, okay, you know what, I – I don't know how you are, Gail, but I'm the type of person where I like to know that I did it on my own. I don't think I would yes, feel exactly. as good if someone just came to me and said, okay, Carrie, we're going to give you everything under the sun. You don't need to do anything. I just, I don't know. It's not my character. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know no, how I you feel about I, I that. But yeah. Well, I, actually, it's a half and half.
2: Um I know. I know. We've we've definitely never had anything handed to us. We got to claw and <laughs> scrape and steal and rob. And, well, that's not maybe not rob it, not
0: but right. yeah. It,
2: I mean, you know, you've got the whole the whole Dale Carnegie way of thinking that you know, if you can't win friends and, and influence people, that you know, it is hard to do things alone and on your own. Mm-hmm. And it is. I think I just um, what was it? I read a read a book just recently, The Out, Out, Outliers. Or talks about you know how there are no self-made men that everybody everybody was handed a little bit of luck or or busted their rear ends for for ten years straight to become a complete PhD in their little specialty, you know?
1: Right, like me. I don't know.
2: I don't know. <laughs> they, yeah, there's 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 a lot to be said about about being self-made, and there's a lot to be said about uh, grabbing an opportunity and taking something that someone hands you, saying, "Hey, I'm going to help you out." Hey.
1: I'm and to go don't, with it. Don't, oh, don't get me wrong. I don't disagree if someone yeah. came to me. But I I think I would feel better knowing, though, that I did work really hard all along and that if that opportunity came, absolutely, I would say everyone should take that opportunity. But it's the people that yep. haven't done really any work and that haven't, yeah. like a band, for example, that hasn't been together long, and within a matter of, like, six months, they're, like, now signed to a label, they're winning all these contests, but no one really knows of who they are, and it's just kind of... I don't know, it raises a question in my head, like, okay, something else is going on here. It's not, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it's 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 the nature of our system. I mean,
1: right. you know. Right. But I'll admit, loved, I
2: loved the monkeys when I was a kid. I mean, the monkeys were a great band, but were they real? No, right. they were put together,
1: you know. <laughs> right, <laughs> I'll use right, that example, exactly. Because I don't
2: want to mention things like in NSYNC or, in, you know, New Kids on the Block, because that would be very <laughs> <impossible>, <laughs> Right. But, um.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I
2: mean, still, so, it's just different types and different levels of art, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. But let's get back to talking more about you guys. Um, so, what do you guys have in store for the next uh, album that you're working on? How many songs are you looking at? Um, any type of theme or content that you're going for with it?
2: Um, well, there's definitely no consistent theme. It's only four songs. It'll be just an EP. We, well. Well, I complained earlier about how we were in a hurry on the first album. This time, we were also in a hurry, but this—but we were very confident that this group of songs is, represents us perfectly. I mean, this is what we sound like now. This is what we talk about now. Um, It's—it's it's a good mishmash of heavy and, and melodic, and radio-friendly, and very politically incorrect. At least one of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Semantically, though, it's completely inconsistent from one song to the next. But that's that's the same itself is, uh, okay. is our far-flung, our far-flung madness.
1: Cool. All right, that sounds good. When do you guys anticipate uh, releasing it?
2: If I had if I had had the foresight, I would have given you a copy before we went on the air today. But it would kill me. But I might do it anyway. No, um, no that's I think, okay. I think I think the official the official release we're gonna go with is the eleventh of November um nice But we're gonna try we're gonna try and uh you know at least get it on the air before then um we're gonna be working on this video here in October for stands to reason, which will be the nice. name of the e p and uh hopefully our um our aesthetic vision is not beyond our budget because we wanted to get kind of arty farty on this one cool very so but it should be good it should be very good um well i was lukewarm with the material we've had in the past and i know i've beaten that horse to death (laughs) i am very proud of these four songs and i can't wait to get them out
1: awesome cool and then let me know when they're you know right before it's released we'll bring you back on for a. an updated interview and we'll debut the the new songs off of the Stands to Reason. Absolutely. All right. So why don't we check out, let's check out another song. Let's check out uh, Wake of the White Devil. Tell us about that one.
2: Ouch. You really, are you going to play this <laughs> one with the uh, all, all uncensored and everything? Oh. I wrote it's this one. Only, in I, the I, release, think, I don't know if I
1: fully listened to this one. Why is it really? Uh...
2: <laughs> well, it's not it's not obscene, but there is. the the. The Foxtrot expletive <laughs> is in the song. Uh,
1: wait, wait, what's in
2: the song? The the F word.
1: Oh, okay. That's okay. I mean my my it does say mature for my show, so it's not like it's uh okay. well, you know you go. for <laughs>
2: juveniles. But um okay. Yeah, well I guess we're not we're not broadcast radio, that's right. Okay,
1: then we're good. Well, we're internet, um, so anyone can, I mean, anyone can listen, but again, it's, it's set at mature, so people who see it will know that it's, you know.
2: Well, okay, but anyway, the song, wicked and White Devil, okay, um, I know, I know some people jump to conclusions about it, I know we've had reviews before floor people immediately assume it's racist, um, I guess maybe it could be, but that's not what I wrote it about, um, I was living in Kuwait City in 2004. I was a civilian contractor uh, working on military stuff heading through Iraq. And uh, okay. I, I lived downtown um, with, with the locals and everything. You know, I wasn't always on pace. And it, it was kind of a, a life-changing experience to, to mix with Middle Eastern society and everything. And it, and it was very strange, particularly in Kuwait, which is mostly American and Western friendly. Okay. Um, but at the same time, you would get Locals that were vehemently anti West, but they would be standing there and we'd be de- debating about, you know, what their opinion of what was wrong with the West, but they'd be standing there wearing Reeboks and, and you know, driving BMWs. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I just thought, you know it's what? Kind of I, uh, I under- a <laughs> I, I, under- I understand where they're coming from. And I and and I'm no, I am definitely no better because you know as much as I despise the despicable Western society uh, things like McDonald's and Walmart you, you'll still find me in those facilities on occasion it's right. La <laughs> but right. but the, the analogy that popped in my head was that Western culture is just like mess <laughs> for for. Slightly politically incorrect analogy. It was like a drug that you know you should never go near, and when you, you're doing it, you know you should stop, and you know you're killing yourself. But no matter how much you hate it, and no matter how much you preach against it,
1: you can't huh.
2: get away from Western culture.
1: Right, and right.
2: That's, that's what Wake of the White Devil was about. It was a white devil being an analogy of meth and Western culture. Yeah, you know, I want to say the. The, the mother effing West is the best, which is a play on words from uh, from the doors. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Well, if that's being said, let's check it out. Right. All right? Yep. Ready. All right. I'm going to put you on hold, Gil. Hold on. All right, everyone. We are going to check out Wake of the White Devil. Please do not be offended, as Gil said. It, it does have a symbolic meaning, and if you're tuning in late now, uh, you can check out the podcast of the show and hear him explain the song. All right, again, this is Wake of the White Devil off of Voodoo Terror Tribe's EP, Symptoms of Sin. All right. <laughs> now we are in the back nothing in the world, not the greed of in this world, not so the so so greed of again, if you're tuning in to the Carrie Edelman Show, we are speaking with Voodoo Terror Tribe tonight, Gil, the lead singer, and we just heard Wake of the White Devil off of their EP, Symptoms of Sin. <laughs> All right, Gil, you're back on. <laughs> so what did you think? Was that?
2: So what did you think? Was that the first time again, you heard I have that? To-
1: I heard, no, I listened to part of it. I hadn't listened to the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely different from the other material that, you know, I'm familiar with, but still cool. And I'll have to listen back to the show. Cause like you said, it kind of, you know, clips in and out and stuff.
2: Yeah. But it sounds
1: cool. I mean, it, it's definitely, it's heavy. It's aggressive. It's yeah, it's, it's good.
2: It's, it's been our show closer for, for the whole time I've been in the band. It's such
1: a, Oh really? And favorite. Cool.
2: Yeah. it's It's, it's one of the songs we do get a lot of feedback on but uh as in as in positive uh return from fans and stuff but um only just recently did we write a song that think we thought out did it and that'll be on the next uh the next EP, and that'll be the song twenty twelve which is Heavier
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Nice. So um Speaking about shows, since you brought up uh shows and this this being the closer of your show, tell us about some of the upcoming shows you have and where people can uh check you guys out.
2: Um, I I, I wish we had more coming and I wish they weren't so far apart. Um we our, our most our closest one, it'll be this Sunday, we'll be in Cliston, New Jersey with uh with Kitty at Dingbats. Uh, that'll that'll be a good one. Um a little nice. bit earlier than the day than we're used to, but that's that's cool.
1: I'll be What's up? Really? Time. I thought it was sat- Saturday. It's Sunday.
2: Uh, you know, I may have misspoke. Um, I am I am winging it here. Okay. It is Saturday. Um, it is the twenty eighth. It is August twenty eighth. Um, okay. Oh no, that's Sunday,
1: Sunday then. Sure. you're right. Sunday is the twenty eighth. Yeah.
2: Okay. You're right. It's right. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because we're we're practicing the first day. So yeah. And um, what time is the show at? I think we go on at some un, ungodly hour, like 5 p.m. Um, oh, I, I, okay. could I, I could be wrong you again. could be wrong again. You know, uh, I, it was weird because yeah. I
1: did see that on your site, but then I thought for some reason it was Saturday night and I was confused and okay. Yeah,
2: I think it's an earlier show than usual. I think Dingbeck uh, shuts down a little earlier on Sundays, so we'll go on a little earlier, which hopefully is okay. a good thing. Um, after that, I think we're uh, our next show is uh, in Syracuse, New York. We'll be doing uh, the Metal Cues Festival. Like, um, I'm not sure how many bands it'll be, but we played it. Uh, maybe, maybe it's been two years already. Maybe it's been one. I kind of all played together, but it was a very, very cool show. It was very surprising. I wasn't expecting to have mm-hmm. a, a, an extraordinary blast in Syracuse, but we did. The, the Metal Cues guys, very, very cool show. If there's any listeners out there in Syracuse will be out there. I think it's a November time frame. Um,
1: cool. Very cool. For the life of me, I'm not sure what else we have right now. I, just, I kind of just <laughs> well, wait you know, until somebody say, calls me and tells me, sure. <laughs> well, we'll just tell everyone to go to vttrocks.com, which is your website, and I'm sure there'll be updates there for uh, upcoming yes, shows and I events. Do. And Yeah. Yeah. yeah so anytime, everyone anytime
0: check out the <laughs>
2: We've got
1: a little no, bit of delay. No, it's I'm just okay, saying anytime,
2: anytime I need to know what's going on, I always check the website, like, you know, what, where where I need to be on what day. So I was there.
1: Right, right. Check the website or call Amir, right? Because Amir's kind of like the yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> management guy. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about right. what do you guys do in your free time when uh, you're not playing music besides your daytime jobs. Any other interesting things that you guys are uh, up to?
2: Well, you know what? Um we actually live so far apart that it's unfortunately very seldom that the four of us spend any free time together. I mean I live right I live on the shore in Long Branch. The real Jersey shore thank you very much. That's right. And, um, <laughs> and uh we got T Bone in Rockaway, we got uh Primer's in Morristown. Sorry, primer if I got that wrong. I thought I know he's out in the boonies somewhere. And then yeah uh, yeah yeah <laughs> it out in in and in, in Lynnhurst, just across the water from the city, and uh so I can only speak for myself when it comes to free time, and that's uh I spend my time keeping the kids out of trouble um
1: nice
2: I, you know uh you know nice like tonight, you know my wife is uh hooking up with the i I'm not even sure what radio station it is it's out of uh out of uh new Rochelle, new york, but we're we're supposed to be enjoying a Mr. Big concert right now, and I'm glad to hear you that. Um, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Big is great. Mr. Big's a great band. I remember them dearly. And right. uh, former a former bandmate of mine is an absolute worshipper of Billy Sheehan, who is one of the best bass players that ever lived. And and Paul Gilbert. Well, his last name is Gilbert, so that makes him cool. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I spend my free time wandering the, the, the alleyways of Times Square and and uh, doing radio interviews over my iPhone and hoping the battery doesn't die.
1: Nice, nice. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so what are some other uh, interesting or entertaining stories you can tell us about Voodoo Terror Tribe? Uh, any interesting stories from when you guys were on tour? Um, anything that stands out in your mind?
2: so many so many of them i'm trying to think of one i haven't i haven't relayed on the previous interview just to be just to be original this time okay i don't okay. want um okay. that's one i did if i remember where we were we might have been in nebraska okay i don't, really don't know it was like it was like the first or second show of we were maybe ohio or nebraska somewhere i don't know where but it was the next morning we just left the hotel and uh we just went and went side i was going to go get a case of water I walk into this Walgreens by myself. The guys have been still in the van, and I walk up to this display of of, uh, of bottles of water. And, okay. Uh, I didn't notice that they were very precariously arranged. Very pre- precarious. Okay. <laughs> Disasters. It was a disaster waiting to happen. Well, the the, the the illustrious genius of that, that that clerk, that Walgreens clerk, that set me up that day, had set this precari- this precarious leaning tower of Pisa. Uh, Water bottle display next to a display of salsa, a huge display oh of glass jars of salsa. So as a, me and my in my and my frenzy to hangover hurry to uh, to get this water and get to the next show, I I just run in. I see the water. I grab the thing off the top, and as I turn around, the entire display oh no up, down and I, <laughs> I swear it must have been it must have been at least a thousand dollars worth of paste picanha sauce. Oh. oh,
1: my God. And And it was it in grass and it just splattered everywhere?
2: Yes, it was everywhere. Right <laughs> oh and right, and right I, I think I think it was in in that mid-moment in that split second of history that I made there in Nebraska or wherever it was, I think the guys wow. were
1: Wow, oh, my gosh. That, that Primer,
2: is funny. Primer, my my bass player walks in right as it happens, <laughs> and he's like, and I paraphrase, more or less, oh, my God, you know. And these four, these four girls looked like they couldn't have been out of high school yet. They were working there that morning, just the, the look of terror and, and consternation oh on their Oh my! gosh! And I, I, I was, all? I, was genu- I was genuinely, I was sorry for a month, for a short time. But then, you know, they set me up. <laughs> I, I was very troubled to have to leave them with that mess, and I hope they did well.
0: Right, right,
1: right. <laughs> but we had
2: sh we had to, we had to be, and we had to be in. We had to be in who knows where, Illinois that night, so.
1: <laughs> wow. That's entertaining. That's good. I like that one. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, that, that, like...
2: that was one of the cleaner stories.
1: One of the cleaner ones. Uh-oh. You want to share something else?
2: <laughs> no. No, I mean, the, the, if if you guys, uh, I'm sure there's podcast archives out there of the more juicy stories that I've told in the past. Okay. Uh, that was the last the last good story I had left.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing the last good one with, with my show. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, um, well, let's, uh, yeah, let's tell us a little bit more about what else do you want to tell the audience about the band and we will then, um, you know, wrap things up tonight with, uh, your song Light divided. So, yeah, what else do you want to share? Um,
2: well, I, I would do, I, I definitely wish that we had more shows coming up that I could, uh, share a lengthy and detailed calendar with you. And we're working on it.
0: That's okay.
2: we're pretty good at that. And we're, uh, Trying you know, to ho- hopefully the new material will open some doors for us to get us a little bit of professional help when it comes to that aspect. Um, um, booking another tour, this time mm-hmm. we we have every intent to uh, to do it on our own. This time, last time we went through a booking agent, it it could have been better. It, I I think we would have fared a lot better if we had made the contacts ourselves with each of the clubs, and, and that's okay. what we intend to do this this time around. Well, um,
1: what, just just out of curiosity and just to educate the audience, what what did you think was the downfall of the booking agency, or what were some of the things that you guys felt eh, you oh, could have done it just as good? If
2: they, bad. they did. They did everything they possibly could with with okay. the the resources we provided them and and the direction that we provided them. Mm-hmm. It, it was. There was just you know an an unfamiliarity with our with our material, a mismatch okay. with types of clubs, the venues that we played. You know, and 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 all you know. It, it, in no uncertain terms we were an unknown, unsigned band out of New Jersey. Right. Spreading ourselves out over fifteen plus states and and it was a hard sell on a on a Thursday night in Akron, on Ohio or um, Right, so I don't think right, saying? No, yeah, it's you know, it's hard <laughs> enough to get people to show up at home. So it, it right. kinda you know it it was it was hit and miss. I mean there were there when we played uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, which was the last place it's always the last place you expect to have a blast. It ends up being brilliant. You know, we oh, played awesome. uh, Bluefield, Bluefield, West Virginia. We played a place, when we pulled up outside, we were prepared to not even get out of the car. I mean, it was like, shoot, <laughs> what are we doing here? And it ended up being one of the best shows of the tour. The place, the place was packed. Awesome. The, the, other, the other bands were great. The people loved us. They bought our stuff. <laughs> you know, they made That's us food. Cool. So you you never know, you know, you can. Yeah,
1: I agree with you. You, you always think, sometimes you think the things that are going to end up being probably the worst actually sometimes ironically ends up being like you're saying the best, you know, having the best outcomes and stuff. So that's cool.
2: That's really cool. You just to, you know, I keep, I keep falling back on army analogies, but you just, you have to keep your magazine loaded and, and around in the chamber at all times, you know, keep firing, you know, your, your no targets true. are going to go down if you, you don't, Pull the trigger. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're going to have sucky shows. You're going to have a lot of them. Right, what are you going to do? Quit? You're going to go cry? No? <laughs> right, if, exactly.
1: No. you got to keep plugging along and just learn from each experience. Songs and you
2: make better shows and you keep right. going. Or,
1: exactly. or quit.
2: Exactly. You're halfway, you know? it's like, so, so that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we've really got a very good sound going on now. We're we much more electronic than we were on the symptoms of sin, I think the only, the only real synth work we had was on the first song on there, which has never died before, it or not, um, Billy, Billy Graziati actually played that synth part for us, because mine, my playing sucked, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but okay. did the, you did the part for us in the video. and that was cool, but, um, uh, last, around last Christmas, I think it was right before last Christmas, and let me know if I'm running over in time. Um, no, that's Damir okay. I have I, a tiny
1: – I got a little time over, so that's okay. Keep going.
2: Demir and I went to uh, to see Rammstein, the Madison Square Garden, okay. and, I, and it was a life-changing experience. It was uh, – when when we were on tour a few months before that, I I was absolutely in no way any type of Rammstein fan. I never I never cared for them I never got into them when they were first came right, out in right. the United States. Well, mirror brought one of their DVDs with him, and he and he insisted on playing it constantly in the hotel rooms. And and by the time we were done, I was a diehard fan, you know. And wow. we saw them in Madison Square, saw them in Madison Square Garden in December of 2010, and it was the most mind-blowing show I've ever imagined. I mean, That's even cool. even the live DVDs, you get you'll get a good idea when you see them live on their DVDs. It's like fire everywhere, but the sound is just. That amazing, heavy sound with those brilliant keyboards I and mean,
1: right you know, after
2: that That's after cool. that we were after that we had a heart set on uh on going in a more electronic direction, and then we when the, when these new four songs come out you'll you'll hear that it's very heavily electronic uh, not right. not like techno or industrial it's 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 not ministry or nine inch nails it's just right yeah you know, R- Ramstein or Rob zombie is a good. Comparison, yeah. But uh yeah, I'm just very excited yeah. about the new stuff and I can't stop talking about it. <laughs>
1: yeah, well I can't wait to hear it and I definitely want an advanced copy, please. And I still gotta get a copy if I know I was supposed to I'll have to talk to you about getting a copy of um Symptoms of Sin too. 'Cause I, you know, I got some MP three from you guys but I'd love a copy of it. So all right, cool. So let's uh let's finish up tonight then with um Light Divided. Tell us about uh that track and uh then we're gonna play it and uh, wrap things up.
2: Light Divided, Light Divided. There's these two songs, Light Divided and You're My Punishment, that lyrically I get in my head, I get mixed up. And and the funny thing is that when we play them live, I usually don't remember the lyrics until I first hear the the notes. (laughs) But I do remember (laughs) what Light Divided means. Um, I believe this this was one of those songs where I took one of the one of the guys' old songs and I wrote new lyrics to it and I think Eric Voodoo's original V original version of the song was called Just Divided.
1: Um, okay. okay. I wrote new I wrote new lyrics
2: to it and I I think it was more or less about breaking up the proverbial uh, perennial theme in rock music. But um um uh, Light Divided, it's uh <laughs> a reference to a prison. Um that that the spectrum of light is Mm -hmm. uh, there's so much more to it that you don't see when it's by itself, but you run it through a prism and suddenly you see so much more. Mm So it's something like that. You know, it's talking about, you know, going through something bad makes you see things differently, maybe not better, but in a lot of different ways, different points of view, that kind of thing. It's very good song. All
1: right, cool. Well, I love love this song. I mean, this is another one of my favorites that I've... Listen to a lot, and, uh, yeah, I like this song a lot. So, yeah, let's check it out, and then um, I'll bring you back on just to plug the band, and then we'll wrap things up, okay? Awesome. All right, hold on. All right, again, everyone, you're listening to Gil right now from Voodoo Terror Tribe. We're going to check out the song Light Divided off of their EP, Symptoms of Sin. Again, check them out at vttrocks.com for upcoming shows. And let's now check out and listen to Light Divided. song Light Divided off of their EP Symptoms of Sin and again check them out at VT Rocks VTT, sorry it's been a long day VTT Rocks dot com so let's bring Gil on the air and we're going to wrap things up with him for tonight alright Gil you're back on yep I'm here All right. Here. <laughs> So um, yeah, so so again, just please uh, plug anything you'd like about the band, and definitely tell people to check out the podcast because the podcasts always do really well because then people can listen to them at their convenience.
2: Yes, I love I love that
1: <laughs>
2: convenience. That's what the that's the west is about, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
2: okay. So well, uh, what else? Yeah, I guess. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, we've got a, our delay. Um you know I'll just go yeah, reiterate. Okay. This, this, check out the, the website. Um uh, by all means if uh, anybody contacts me directly, I'll happily pirate copies for you. They're gonna kill me for saying that on live radio, but hey, what are they gonna do? Kick me out of the band? I just wanna get the well, stuff Wait, what would
1: you say? Anyone who cop anyone who sent you an email, what would you say?
2: So I'll give copies of the new stuff.
1: Oh, okay. I can't cool. wait. Very can't.
2: cool. We'll see. We'll see. we'll see. we'll see how many of the guys in the band were listening to this tonight, and I'll test them because we'll see what they're okay. do about. Okay. Sounds tonight. good. I'll give you three copies <laughs> of the new stuff. Contact me. Contact me directly, and I'll leave it up to you to find out how. But I'm sure there's like, right. plenty of resourceful Internet folks out there to go to VTTROCKS.com, and you'll find some way to find me. <laughs>
1: That's right. You'll find Gil. Yep. So, um. Well, go, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight and for being a part of it. And uh, we'll definitely keep keep plugging the podcast and stuff so new people can hear your music. And I'll keep supporting you guys in any way that I can. All right? Absolutely. All right, cool. So we'll definitely be in touch and uh, have a great night. I hope you enjoy your time in the city and at the show.
2: (laughs) Thanks, Carrie. I couldn't appreciate this more. You've been the best.
1: Thank you. Yeah, and we'll be in touch about other stuff too, okay? Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Gil, so much for coming on tonight. All right. Take care. Good night. All right. Good night. All right, everyone, again, check out Voodoo Terra Tribe at vttvox.com, and they will be having a show this weekend, as you heard, at Dingbats in Clifton, New Jersey. It is on Sunday, August 28th, so go to their website for more details. Anyone who is involved in business, you definitely have to check out the show tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, I'm going to be having Dave McGrogan on. And Dave McGrogan, I have his book right here in front of me because I actually just finished reading it. This guy is uh, hes amazing, and I'm so curious and intrigued by everything this guy has done. He has a book out right now called Do It Rhino Style. It's McGrogan's Method to Rapid Goal Achievement. And let me tell you a little bit about Dave McGrogan. Dave McGrogan, let me get to my information here. This guy is an entrepreneur, a restaurateur. He's an accomplished author, as I just mentioned his book, and he's also a motivational speaker. Um, Dave McGrogan originally is, uh, he is actually um, a chiropractor, and he had launched two of the most successful chiropractic businesses in Philadelphia. This was prior to him getting involved in his uh, previous passion, which had been in the restaurant business. So in 2003, he decided to uh, make his bold decision to pursue his dream and get involved in the restaurant business and leave his chiropractic, chiropractic businesses behind by selling them. He founded the Dave McGrogan Group, and you can check it out at DaveMcGroganGroup.com. And within uh, a matter of less than four years, he launched um, Kildare's Irish Pub. This is one of the uh, restaurants that he launched. He has four of these now. He then launched another concept called Doc McGrogan's Oyster House that's located in Westchester, Pennsylvania. And he's involved in so many more businesses. I can't even uh, begin to comment on all these. He is involved in Pat Croce's Rum Barrel as well as a company called Two Men and a Truck Moving Company. And he's got tons of other stuff in the works right now. So he's going to talk tomorrow night about his his book, um, his lifestyle. It's a very um, positive thinking type of book where it's talking about. I, I think it has a lot to do with psychology. I mean, I read it and I really could relate to a lot of the stuff he's talking about. Just really clearing the mental clutter in your mind, um, learning that actually failing can actually be positive because you learn so much from it. Setting goals for yourself and he's going to talk about all these concepts as well as um, his experiences and his various uh, companies and restaurants that he's involved in. So I think anyone can benefit from this, whether you're in music, comedy, all the concepts that he talks about are very transferable to a variety of professions. So please tune in. Again, I want to finish up. Let's promote tonight's Flirt Energy Drink. Check out flirtsport.com. They're one of the... Um, sponsors for the show, and my song Vanilla Skies is representing the product. Again, it is a female fitness energy drink, but they have much more than that. They're going to be launching a variety of other energy drinks uh, for all genders. So check them out at flirtsport.com. Also, I like to plug uh, Professor Pooch, who is uh, David Stangenberg, and he is the person to go to for all of you entertainment people out there who need. Someone as a business career consultant, he's an educator, he writes legal contracts, uh, mainly for the music industry, but he can pretty much do everything. He has a 40 years' experience, he's taught in major colleges, you can check him out at ProfessorPooch.com, and he's also going to be coming on my show in late September, so that'll be a great interview for, again, everyone out there in the entertainment industry. So thank you so much for tuning in, please tune in for Dave McGrogan tomorrow night, August 24th at 8 o'clock p.m., and that is Wednesday, and then we will have much more shows coming up in September and October, and thank you so much again for tuning in tonight, I appreciate all the support, and we're going to lead off with my song, Leave It All Behind, which is the title track off of my album that you can find on iTunes by searching Carrie Edelman. Thank you so much, and have a great night.